This is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. Army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this, and bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. <laughs> was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. <laughs> Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. Are you a pothead This is Live at Five, yeah, Live at Five, Live at Five. Yeah. <clears throat> Friday, Friday, Friday. Um, about five weeks before the beginning of World War III. Could be sooner. Nah, just kidding. Actually, I'm not. Uh, we'll talk about a little bit. We'll try to be a little more light, lighthearted here on a Friday. Hey, by the way, it's Saturday in, uh, in Australia. Just, just to let everybody know. I saw some woman on, uh, online recently. She says, you know... If Europe's ahead of us and all the other countries are ahead of us, like Australia, can't they can't they tell us the future before it gets here? That's America today. We're dumb as freak. And I don't know if it gets any better. I got a couple of sound bites that I'm going to share with you during uh, at uh, at one point uh, this afternoon. Actually, in about six seven minutes from now, we're going to be getting a phone call from a Miss Cheryl Zeldin, who is by the way from uh, Watertown, and Cheryl is married to Tommy John, legendary. Tommy John, who one soon, if the world's still here, uh, will be uh, in the Hall of Fame. And I, don't, I, I, again, you know, I'm, I'm not making light of this, this uh, World War III chatter, but you, you just can't escape it. I, I always gotta, you know, kind of chime in and see what the Yentes are saying on the View, and, and you know, they're just focused on this new uh, Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson. He's an election denier. He doesn't believe in, in green energy. You know, all the, it's again, with the world literally falling apart. Yesterday, the biggest story yesterday, other than what's going on in Maine, that story took a back page, by the way, if you noticed. You know, the guy's elusive. He's probably somewhere in a, in a cave, some, who God only knows. So that story took a... So, that big story yesterday, all the stuff going on in Ukraine, of course, in the last three, four weeks or so, what's happening in the West Bank. You can't walk away from all this stuff. But at the end of, of uh, The View, Joy Bahar says, just watch a lot of comedy this weekend. You know, feel good about yourself. Walk away from the distraction. It's impossible. Good advice. But if something's flying into our neighborhood um, that's detonated about 1,300 feet from where we live, I want to know what it's coming. So comedy's not going to help me. But what can help you is a, a, a good conversation with, with uh, Cheryl Zeldin. And that, like I said, it's going to be in, in five minutes. Cheryl's uh, a conservative, just like her husband, uh, Tommy John. And I think you know that when, he, when Tommy was with, he, with me or, or uh, Jeff Graham over the years, he was also a big supporter of uh, Andrew Giuliani a couple of years back when he ran. Actually, it was about a year and a half ago. So he was supporting him. And, and, and from time to time, we know where people stand, uh, thanks, of course, to social media. So when we, when we see other people's comments, posts, 
Uh, and, and, and every now and then I'll, I'll stumble over something that Cheryl, uh, Cheryl is, is, has said, by the way, a lot of which prior to what's going on in Israel. But when, when Israel uh, uh, was attacked on that Saturday, and by the way, more and more imagery and more videos are coming from that. It's amazing how now we can set a litmus test to how long it takes for an, a horrible event like that on the other side of the planet, how, uh, you know, how those visuals will actually make it to, your, to the palm of your hand either your smartphone or on your computer. And, and, and a lot of the people that were at that event, that concert there, they said that they just noticed a lot of hang gliders. Said, oh, that's interesting, hang gliders. And no one knew much about it. I guess it was just a beautiful day. Why not? Uh, and only to realize these people were there to take their lives. And other images of babies, people, blood everywhere. And the questions that we've seen in the last three weeks, the question marks, I should say, are what about those who deny this? What about those who said, no, I don't see any imagery of, of decapitated babies? You know, we know at least 1,300 people died there. So, no, it didn't happen. Show it to me. Almost kind of like, how do I put this, downgrading what happened altogether. So, yeah, 1,300, but no, one, no babies lost their heads. Oh, okay, so it wasn't that bad. All right. And in a, in a crazy way, you've got to relate it to this maniac there in Maine where, and Fox is really guilty of this. As much as I like Fox... They're glorifying this guy for being like Rambo. Like, oh, yeah, this guy knows what he's doing. Like, Do we really want to talk about that? About a guy that just took 18 lives? God only knows how many other lives are hanging in the balance from his actions in Maine. And now they can't find him? I mean, I don't want to call anyone the Keystone Cops, but I saw a couple of headlines in News Junkie today kind of referring to the Maine police that way. I don't want to knock any small state that where, for the most part, the— what, you know, the, the biggest thing that might happen there is uh, someone runs over a moose. No one's, no one's going to expect this to happen in Lewiston. Everyone's packing guns up in Maine. How'd that happen? It happened. I was in a business the other day. And I said, geez, what if a guy came into this business right now? He says, well, look, look right behind you, Glenn. I, said, I look over and I see a big, big ass shotgun. He says, there's five rounds in there. So that's nice. But man, you know, you still don't know. You could be over in the other side of the room. You could be in the bathroom, like uh, John Travolta in Pulp Fiction. You just don't know. And when it does happen, do you know if you if 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 your police force and for that matter the FBI are going to work in in con, you know in in conjunction with one another and do it properly? They were calling those guys up there in Idaho last year. It was about this time last year, actually in November last year, where those four co-eds died, and they were referring to those guys as Keystone Cops too. But little did they know, they knew exactly what they were doing. They just didn't divulge a lot to the, to the public, and they got their man. And there's another story we don't hear anything about. We do know a lot about this guy. That's for sure. Oh, he was in an insane asylum for, for whatever. He was in an institution for two weeks. He heard voices. He worked for such and such. He's 40, 40 years old. And yet we've heard nothing to this day about the person that took six lives in Nashville. I know I keep bringing that up. But it's amazing how the media truly wags the tail. So Cheryl will have some insightful things. And don't be surprised that future Hall of Famer Mr. Tommy John might chime in as well. I'm being very optimistic there because I know it's going to happen. I know the Veterans Committee will, will definitely do the right thing. And hopefully in a year or so, we'll get that full-fledged announcement. And bear in mind also that Tommy John mentioned that it, when that day happens, his first interview will be granted. No, not to me, of course. But to someone in this city, and that's Mel Bussler. And that will be an historic, historic uh, day. Speaking of baseball, 
Um, the World Series starts tonight. I'm really rooting for the Texas Rangers. I really don't, you know, Arizona, it's, it's, it's sad because Arizona couldn't even fill up their own stadium during the postseason. Just the, the games against Philadelphia and the ALCS, they couldn't fill up the stadium. That's not good. We saw the same thing with Tampa. You, you don't deserve to have a team if you can't fill up your stadium during postseason. You can't do it. It's just impossible. Uh, before Cheryl calls in, an interesting uh, uh, note here on uh, News Junkie, right at the top of the page. Leonard Spaziani's interview with WWNY gets most views of all four council candidates. What does that tell you? Does it tell you anything? Does it mean like people got more time on a Friday? I do know this. When Leonard was at the, uh, the council uh, debate, that was the first debate we had last week at uh, the Italian American Club. Um, he, he, he got a good round of support from, uh, from the, uh, from the listeners there. He, he tells it like it is. Uh, but again, as we all know, election day is not next Tuesday, but it's the following. And just uh, also as a programming note, I will have Landon Spaziani here on Tuesday. Originally, I was going to have a gentleman that was just incarcerated for being the Chinese, uh, Zodiac man. He's a local guy. His name is Jesse, a friend of mine. Uh, but because of all this moving and moving around, this, that, and the other thing, and people changing stuff, which I still got scrutinized for yesterday. Unnecessary, please. Give me a break. Uh, but uh, Leonard, so I had to move uh, him out of Tuesday and put Leonard in there. And then we're rescheduling um, Lisa Ruggiero, a councilman Lisa Ruggiero, for next Friday. So without further delay, let's go to uh, the phones. Uh, and is this uh, Miss Cheryl Zeldin? Yes, well, it's, and, and Tommy John, of course. How are you doing, Tommy? I'm doing great. That's all. You sound good. That's awesome. Where are you guys? If you don't mind me asking, what state are you in? Florida. You're in Florida, and I knew that. How's the weather down there? The free state. The free state. The free state is right. The free state is right. Well, I would love to ask you questions about uh, Mr. DeSantis in a bit. I know you guys are big Trump fans. I know you're you're conservatives. Uh, but you know what, Cheryl, I was just talking on the radio about how, you know, you've made comments here and there about what's going on prior to what go- what happened in Israel three weeks ago. But, I, you know, you, you, you've you converted from Catholicism to Judaism when you married back uh, back sometime uh, when, when from your late husband. And, and you, you were enriched by uh, by being in that church and, and, sorry, part of that community. Explain to us what, what being Jewish and converting to that meant to you, Cheryl. Uh, Judaism is almost like Italian people uh, and Irish people. They're very close-knit, mm-hmm. uh, very family-oriented, um, and it's it's a way of life, mm-hmm. exactly. You know, uh, they're just wonderful people, and I don't understand... What's going on in in the world today? Mm-hmm. It's insane. Right. And, you know, I think it all stems from Donald Trump was such a big supporter of Israel. And I think, I think when Biden got in, he just hated the thought. Yeah. I, I, of supporting Israel, the state of Israel. Back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we saw that. When, remember when Hillary Clinton was uh, secretary of state under Barack Obama, uh, she went over there uh, in, in preparation for a meeting with Netanyahu. I forget who the prime minister was at the time. And they basically just like blew, blew it off altogether. 
Uh, so we saw a huge difference from the Bush administration to the Obama administration. And like you just stated, Cheryl, they went back to this great relations with, of course, uh, Donald Trump uh, and Netanyahu. They actually established Jerusalem as the capital city of Israel, of the Holy Land. Absolutely. And that, yes. was, that, was, that was what other presidents claimed they were going to do. But as you know, number 45 did it, like so many other things, in four years. Uh, and yet, yes, and right when that ended, just when Inauguration Day came in, in January of 2021, that's when the wall stopped, that's when the economy went to crap, that's when gas went up, and that's when relations with, with Israel went back right where they were under the Obama administration. So that's a very astute observation, Cheryl. Yes. So, um, yeah, go ahead. And I... Go ahead. No, well, you know what I and what I stated to you in my uh, my text earlier was that you know you and I can go into the weeds and talk about the war and the ground efforts and the missiles and so forth. But what really fascinates me, and I got to ask you, what you're seeing down in Florida is what we're seeing on college campuses, Cheryl, and, and for that matter, in New York City. Tomorrow, for instance, in Crown Heights, Brooklyn, which is the biggest uh, Hasidic um, uh, Jewish community in the world, are having their holy day tomorrow. And now there's warnings all over the city on social media and whatnot to stay indoors. This is just one of many, many things that are frightening, not just myself, as by the way, as a Catholic Irish dude, for what it's worth. But th- I just cannot believe this stuff is happening. And what really gets me is that from time to time we see people of Hebrew faith on campuses like Harvard, Princeton, and elsewhere that are actually on the side of Palestine. What say you about that, Cheryl? You know what I think it is? It's the the professors that are so far left mm-hmm. that are brainwashing these young kids and the administration right now. I think they want it to be, I don't even want to see socialism. It's almost like communism. They want they want to control you. And, and think of this, I wouldn't. My nephew, when he heard, oh, uh, uh, Biden's going to wash away all of the uh, student debt. Right, right, right. I think these young kids today Mm -hmm. don't want to work, and everything should be free, free, free. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And if that's what they want, that's what communism is. Right, right. You have your rich, and then they're controlled. Right, right, right. And, and a lot of these kids, and, and, and Tommy, you might have seen this, or for that matter, Cheryl, uh, Michael Irving, a very famous Hall of Fame uh, football player for the Dallas Cowboys, was on in the news recently. And he was talking about his son. His son's like 20-something years old. He's a rapper. So he's now he's into rap and whatnot. And he's dressing in the rap uh-huh. style. And he's talking about gang life. He's talking about living in the slums. And Michael Irving on ESPN said, look, I, my, I raised my kid in a gated community. Why is he acting like a thug? Why is he acting like he came up in the slums like I did as Michael Irving? And I think that reflects on what you're talking about right now, Cheryl, and that these kids, they just they, they want to live the thug life. They want to live the American dream, but they don't want to do anything about it. Absolutely. And you know what's interesting? I, I started working at NBC in yeah. 1971. Mm-hmm. I'm embarrassed to say I worked for a company that won't even cover half of what's going on. Right. Open borders. Right. Um, uh, everything. <clears throat> right. It, it's terrible. Well, what about the information we just found out about President Biden and his son, and that he bought a house with cash for three million dollars, and, and yet you don't you yeah, won't see uh, that on MSNBC with uh, uh, Joe Scarborough in the morning. 
Oh, but I can't even stand that. <laughs> so, Cheryl, I got to ask I you. Me, you lived in New York yeah. City. And again, New York is well known as being has a very, very strong, uh, high population of, of Jewish population. Um, you know, with what's going on in Crown Heights, what what could happen tomorrow or next week? I, I, are you surprised with how the city of New York has reacted to this? I'm not surprised. Really? Because look what it, look who runs it. You have a Democrat mayor. You have a Democrat for a governor. Um. I, I, I just, Tommy and I sit back and we're like, what is happening to our world? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not surprised. I mean, there, you know, it's a democratic state. It is. But, but does it surprise, like Jerry Nadler and Adam Schiff, and I know you guys know who I'm talking about, uh, Chuck Schumer. Oh, yeah. And for that matter, Harris Schultz down there in Florida, where you are right now, uh, good friends with Hillary Clinton. Uh, they were so outspoken about uh, RFK Jr. making comparisons to to the uh, vaccinations in in, uh, in in Nazi Germany, They're, and and you know they were jumping up and down about oh how could you say that you're anti-Semitic, and we've heard nothing about uh, from them with regards to comments made from Talib from Michigan, uh, Omar from Minnesota, or AOC from New York. Yep. And for that matter, Chuck Schumer hasn't said a darn thing either. What what does that tell you <laughs> when these guys don't speak up about their own people? But you know what it is, too, I think? Every one of those people have bodyguards. They don't care. They think they're mm-hmm. they're untouchable. Something really bad is going to happen with this country, with what's going on. Yeah, I, I, I agree. These people with money, oh, you know, they can't touch me because I have a bodyguard. I have this. I have that. Mm-hmm. I live in a gated community. Right, right. It doesn't matter. Right, right. So, I mean, I just opened up the show and, like, you know, I don't know if we're going to have an Archduke Ferdinand moment, which ushered in World War One, or for that matter, Pearl Harbor ushering us into World War Two. But I think you're right. I think it's going to, I think people are just waiting for that one gunshot that might take out, and again, I'm speaking very frankly here, everybody, including our friends Cheryl John, uh, uh, Cheryl Zeldin John and Tommy John, uh, that this is serious matter, that at any given time, this could have an outbreak in the streets of New York and other cities throughout New York, around the country. Uh-oh, what was that all about? But that said, yeah, sorry, sounds like they're in the car. Um, I, I hope that doesn't happen, Cheryl, but it's uh, to me, I, I'm just... I'm just so incredibly, I, I am flabbergasted with how, you know, people, particularly young people and gay people from the gay community have no clue with what Arab nations and how Arab nations, for that matter, treat homosexuals in their countries. And yet they're standing in line uh, together against Israel in, in the streets of New York. Is that just pure ignorance in your opinion? I just think it's going back to these young kids don't really understand what really can happen in this world. Right, the consequences. Uh, yeah. Right, right, right. So uh, are we responsible for the woke generation that that's 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 uh, that that's participating in defending Hamas in Palestine? I mean, remember th- these are the Z generation. I mean, again, I have grand, I have step grandchildren. I don't want to see them go to war. But at the same time, I don't want to see them be woke as well in the next five, ten years. How do we stop this, in your opinion, Cheryl? I think we've got to get more people to get these young kids to understand the consequences 
I mean, look at how we grew up. Mm-hmm. We didn't have, you know, in my time, all right, they had the Vietnam War, but right. you didn't see all these uh, cities being burnt down and mm-hmm. right on. Right. No, uh, no. Now, you saw it, and as far as the, the civil rights movement, we saw that, and a lot of people thought that was justified because of the oppression going on in our cities. But now it just seems like these guys are willing to burn up anything for a cause. Well, anyway, so, uh, so i got to ask you, uh, before we go, how do, you feel, how do you feel about Ron DeSantis running for president, guys? Um, we love Ron DeSantis, but I'm still going to vote for Trump. Do you think Ron should just get out of the race right now and focus on Florida? I think uh, DeSantis should get out of the race, right. be the governor of Florida, and focus on the next presidential election. Right. You mean in 2028? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if we're still here, yeah, that would be good. Because uh, it, because uh, Donald Trump will only have one term. A lot of people look at that and say, well, he only has one term, so he, he can't be in there for eight years. I look at it this way, guys. We need to stop the bleeding. The nation is bleeding right now, and we need someone to stop it. And I know there's going to be ramifications yeah, but- if, if, he, if and when he gets back in there, which is going to be a tall order because of the way the voting process is these days. Wink, wink, nod, nod. But if he does get in there... Uh, we're going to see some. We're going to see a lot of uh, issues out in the streets. This, but we're seeing civil unrest right now, so it really doesn't matter. But, um, but anyway, I like you know Ron DeSantis. I'd like to see as his running mate is Christy Nome. Oh, well, okay, right uh, from uh, South Dakota, or is that North Dakota? Yeah, yeah South I think Dakota. They would be a great ticket. Now, wait a minute. Before you go, the, who is the African American congressman down in Florida? He's a Republican, and I forget his name. Matt? Uh, no, not Scott. He's uh, Travis Scott is, or rather, uh, that's the senator from South Carolina. There's another gentleman down there. He's an up-and-coming guy, and I should know his name. I don't, but I'll be prepared for the next time. But I like him, and I also, oh, boy, boy, my brain's been uh, uh, falling apart these days. I also like the senator from, from, uh, from Missouri. But at this point, the field is one guy. It's, it's Donald Trump, and we just pray to God, guys, that he can get back in there and lead this country. That's for sure. Oh, God, you know, and I, I think if more young kids would go back to church and uh, lead a normal life, and I think it would be a better world. It certainly would. Remember but, this. Yeah. Re- remember this. Yeah. Jesus was a Jew. He was, yeah, and he was persecuted, and that's what's happening right now in the streets of New York. And it's terrible yeah. to see. And, it, and I just pray to God it doesn't get worse. And um, hopefully tomorrow there will be no, uh, well, you know, there will be no violence on the streets, as Eddie Grant would say. But listen, but Tommy, oh before. God, I hope not. Yeah. So, Tommy, let me ask you, uh, yeah. uh, in as far as the, the World Series starts tonight, are you surprised that these two teams are in the World Series, first of all? Who's in the World Series? <laughs> he doesn't watch baseball. <laughs> watch baseball. I love it. Arizona is is going up against uh, the Texas Rangers. I like the Texas Rangers because George Bush used to own them. There you go. And by the way, George Bush is going to throw out the first pitch tonight. Oh, he is. Yes, he is. He doesn't hurt his shoulder. Yeah. (laughs) He did really well in 9-11 when when the uh, Yankees were playing uh, Arizona back then. He's actually a good athlete, and I'm sure he still is. 
Well, guys, uh, when are you going to be coming back up here? Um, my sister is supposed to have uh, some sort of surgery, so uh, back surgery. So hopefully, I don't know, before Christmas, but we'll have to get together. Mm-hmm. And I wish I would have been more prepared for your answers, but no, you you're good. I no. just hope to God no, you, that we you've... can get back to being America. I totally. Cheryl, you did fine. I just wanted your from-the-gut response, because that, whenever you respond on Facebook, that's exactly how you express things, and I greatly appreciate that. And I, and I really appreciate you both coming on the on the show today, on a Friday here on the Live at Five show, well, guys. you have the best show, and I have to tell you, you did a great job with my friend Mike Schwartz. Oh, yes, yes. The guy who wrote the book about... Fauci's uh, fiction. Yes, yes. Yeah. Fauci's fiction. Did you ever get a copy of it? I did. He signed it for me and everything, yes. And I saw the picture okay, of Tommy love, reading it. Yeah. I love the, the cover. Yeah, it's a great cover. Great uh, illustration of Anthony Fauci with the Pinocchio nose. And we all know why. <laughs> it was a big-ass lie. Yeah, terrible. All right, my dear friend. Thank, Thank you. Thank you very much. And God bless you. And... Uh, Stay safe. Yes, you too, guys. Stay safe. And Tommy, we'll talk to you soon. Shabbat shalom. There you go. <laughs> shalom. Thank you very much, guys. Excellent. Okay. And okay. Awesome. See you. So there you have it. Cheryl Zeldin, Tommy, or John, excuse me, Cheryl Zeldin, John. Am I saying that correctly? And Tommy, John, uh, future Hall of Famer. Right now, i got to get into our break because we have a lot of people that want to become either your mayor or your council person. We'll be back. As a football official, when I see a penalty on the field, I throw the flag. After seeing many penalties at city council meetings, it's on city council on election day. This ad is paid for by Jason Trainer for Watertown City Council. Welcome back. All right, we got somebody on the phone here. Let's go to the phone. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, Glenn. How you doing? It's I'm going to make it very simple. Jason, we just heard you. In the- radio station or in the studio Monday, right? Yes, Monday it is. Alright, um, I just want to bring a few talking points up. It'll be quick. Yeah. Um, Point number 12. Is losing 400,000 gallons of water. I don't know if they're still doing that. I guess they have a leak in the reservoir and basically they're losing about $1.2 million in revenue. Second point is Thompson Park Zoo is financially broke. Yeah, big story today. Yeah, good good point. And what do you think about that? When- well, let me ask the question because I know Jeff was talking about it today during the hotline show. Is, is does this mean it's closed for good? What what's going on here? Uh yes, they ran out of money. Until they find more funding, it'll be permanently closed. Hmm. Something I'm getting voices from the past here. What's going on? Here? Let me turn this. And, and, and it's a sad thing, Glenn. I'll leave you with this. When we buy, when we have all these luxury items, yeah, I want to be a candidate that's a revenue maker. So if it doesn't generate revenue, then I'm not for it. There you go. Now, if it's just a luxury item that people want, they're going to lose more than what they get if the city runs out of money. Right. So, by, by the way, Jason, what do you think about the coalition between or the alliance? Uh, between uh, Ben Schoen and T.J. Babcock that was uh, actually, you know, kind of popped up yesterday during yesterday's show? Well, I think if they're going to do a gain of two or three, uh, Glenn, I personally believe that it, nothing's going to change. If, if the four members and me as a write-in aren't focused on the three things, if if, if all I do is pre- present my 
record, like Sarah Kampala, six years, and I can't have clean drinking water. I can't buy trash tickets, and I can't have the services that I'm paying for. Right. And what the hell does that six years does for the community and the people that are paying that person's salary? Right. All right. Very good point. Thank you, Jason. We'll talk to you on Monday. All right. Thanks, sir. Uh, thank you very much. That's Jason Trainer. So what Jason was talking about, that was what I was going to talk about coming out of the commercial. And thank you, by the way, to Cheryl Zeldin and Tommy John. Watertown faced with ongoing, this is Channel 7, faced with ongoing financial woes. Zoo New York is closing for the winter with no reopening date set. That's, that's what really gets me. So the Thompson Park uh, Conservancy announced that the zoo will be closed uh, to the public on Friday. That's today. An event on Saturday to celebrate uh, something or other that I can't read right now. Uh, We'll close after that independent or private event. They say, and I quote, you get into this field because you are passionate. You want to do something with animals and the environment. That sort of thing is really hard, said Mark Irwin, Conservancy Chair. Five full-time, six part-time, and four seasonal employees will be laid off. Uh, Zoo Executive Director Larry Sorrell says a cash flow analysis concluded that the zoo simply doesn't have enough money to continue operating normally. He says, other than animal deaths, et cetera, uh, then, I have, uh, then I have experience in my 45 years plus in the zoo field. This is the worst day I've ever had, said Sorrell. Uh, the zoo will keep employees essential for animal care, care and basic maintenance. Um, and he goes on to say animals will be uh, taken care of. The austerity budget uh, keeps keepers here, continues veterinary care. That's very good to know. That would be my big concern. If, if somehow or other we found out, because this story will get buried like so many other stories, you know, if we find out later that the animals just were let go or slaughtered or not, that would really piss people off. But uh, it's good to know that they're, they're going to take care of the animals. What, what, the, what, the, what the future of the zoo is all about, I think, you know what? A lot of people on this show and Jeff's show over the years, not just this year, but for years, maybe decades, have been calling for the closure of the zoo simply because it's not what it used to be. It's no different than why, you know, there used to be a bowling alley in, in, in every fourth block in America, particularly in Buffalo. And maybe they still might have them over there in Buffalo, but neither here nor there. What else do you do there? But we just don't have a need for a lot of things anymore. The zoo is one of them. I saw an article recently that said zoos are almost on their way out. <clears throat> Um, like a lot of things. But uh, that's, that's a sad story. And the other sad story that happened locally was the car accident that took the life of a, bis- of a son of a businessman. And uh, it's posted on, on News Junkie, and there was a very touching um, post by Kevin Kiddo, the father, about his son, who I believe just got married not that long ago, this month. And um, an outpouring of, of, of uh, support from the community, and that's on News Junkie as we speak. It's a link to the Facebook page, and uh, this is just awful. It's just a terrible thing for Kevin, and uh, just an awful thing for the community. So, anyway, um, I had a couple of things set up with, with Cheryl and uh, Tommy John. I wasn't going to play it back because I can get a sense that they, were, they weren't in an environment where they can hear this. So I'm going to play this. So I'm going to play two segments. I might have played this one before, but it deserves to be played again, and here's why. Um, if anyone knows Brooklyn, like I do, uh, Crown Heights is the epicenter of the Jewish faith. Their church there, Hasidic Jew, uh, uh, a church there right on Eastern Boulevard. I used to pass it every weekend uh, going to uh, art class at, uh, at the Brooklyn Museum uh, of, of, of Art. 
It was just a little thing that I did during high school. I was proud to be a part of it. It was a scholarship program. And that's when I started recognizing the different cultures in New York. I knew they were there when I was younger. But when I, once I got my license and so forth, I was out and about on Eastern Boulevard in Brooklyn. And I was like, wow, look at all the penguins. And again, that was my way of looking at things because all I saw were black and white, black and white, black and white. And I'm talking thousands and thousands of, of uh, Jewish people coming out of that temple, most of which were men. And I was just taken back by that. Crown Heights has always been that way. Williamsburg and many other parts. Prospect Park is a beautiful part. Some parts have used to be better, and I know they've improved since I left there. <clears throat> but tomorrow, that's going to be the focus of so much attention in many other neighborhoods of, uh, of Jewish persuasion because of the craziness going on in the world right now, incited by people like uh, Congresswoman Talib and AOC and that maniac Omar. And, and again, I, 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 I know I'm saying this ad nauseum, but the, rep- the Jewish representatives in Congress are saying nothing about this. I just hope, and this was one question that I had for Cheryl, the one thing I hope about this, and I even approached our friend and owner of this place, Jim Levin, will this change your vote going forward? Are you going to continue to vote for a party that has a cancer within? And of course, the answer from someone like Jim was, just, this is all going to blow over. Everything's going to be fine. Well, tell that to a Jewish family in Wausau in 1937. Everything's going to be fine. No. Uh, they got to watch themselves. And the first thing they need to do is to vote red. Get away from the blue politicians. And I just don't see that happening. I still can't believe that there's, there's college students of Jewish faith supporting Hamas on the college campuses like Harvard. That I, I will never, ever understand that. Speaking of which, here is a Jewish student a couple of weeks ago, frantic, pleading with the professor to stop what's going on there. It's, uh, it's uh, supporters that are being very hostile to her on the campus of Harvard in support of Hamas. Here's how it went. So and he, she's pleading with the professor, and he's, you can hear him. He's like, a part of me says yes, a part of me says I agree with you, but <clears throat> they're talking in both sides of their mouths. They're really appealing to the, to, to the majority, and I, I believe this. And, and when I say majority, I say that the protesters are, are much, much more powerful in terms of numbers than, than the Jewish students. So they're, they're losing in numbers. And then the other side of this is that the people aren't doing anything at all. They're just there for an education. They don't want to get involved. And I get that. That happens all the time. But the, the, the people who do nothing might as well support them as well. They want our people dead. They want us killed. Just bad. So that's one. And then the other one that I just uh, took from the Internet uh, was this guy, he supports Palestine, but he's a member of the gay community. And let's see if this goes well here. Yeah, I'm doing this straight from the computer. Let's see how this Are works. Are you a member of the LGBTQ uh, community? I am. Okay, then. How is that community treated in Palestine? Not great, but <laughs> I'm here because it's what's right. Okay, then. I don't care what they think about trans people. I care about innocent civilians being bombed. But, but, sir, they will actually kill people based on sexual orientation and gender identification. Yeah, but 
Israel will kill people for simply believing in a different God. So that's, that's, his, that's his way of explaining himself. And by the way, this is from Toronto. They're protesting in the streets. This man is you know, smoking a cigarette. He's willing enough actually to, to speak to this conservative reporter, which is an accomplishment in itself. But, but the, the mindset behind his reasoning here is just baffling, to say the least. So if you want to call in about the zoo, if you want to call in what's, what's going on in the world, you, uh, by all means, give us a shout, 755-1240. We'd love to hear from you. Um, you know, how many people on this show have said close the zoo down? Let's hear from them now. Is this a good day? According to Larry, it's a horrible day. It's a very, very sad day. But to others, it was inevitable. So if you want to talk about that, by all means, you know the number, 755-1240. At the outset of today's show, I did mention something about Australia. We have an Australia listener, and you might be listening right now, who listens to this show uh, in the morning. So right now in Australia, if I remember correctly, it's 747 right now. That's how far uh, ahead of us they are. They're in Saturday. So uh, he gets a big kick out of, out, of, out of a lot of the discussions we have here. I brought up what, that show, Mr. In-Between, I believe, which takes place in Australia. By the way, that is an excellent show. That's on, on uh, Paramount+. Plus. There's other ways of getting it. But uh, if you ever have a chance, it's not The Sopranos, uh, but it's, it's a very, very entertaining show about a guy that just can't stay the, 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 or live the straight line. His name is Ray. It's really good. So anyway, a shout out to our friend in, uh, in Australia. Also got a nice uh, email, I believe yesterday or the day before, from a couple from uh, Missouri who listened to the show as well. And we greatly appreciate that. So let's do this. No one's chiming in. It is a Friday. I get it. So let's do our final break. We'll be back after this. In the North Country, there's one guarantee. Winter always shows up. We. So it makes you huge. huge. Check out the great Hyundai lineup. Visit us at Fusillo Hyundai in Outer Washington Street or FusilloHyundai.com. All right. It was Josh Hawley. Keep that name in the, the back of your head. He's the senator of the great state of Missouri. Whenever he's at a hearing on the Capitol Hill, he. I tell you what, I, I, I love uh, Paul I certainly like uh, Cruz and uh, John Kennedy from from uh, from Louisiana, but uh, that Josh Hawley, Josh Hawley, excuse me, good-looking guy. He's got great mannerism, and he just—he's the guy. Uh, obviously, he's not running now. I'm just thinking about the future. And again, I'm going back to a discussion I had with a well-known guy who sells mattresses. I think you know who that is. He said something to the effect like, "Only uh, Donald Trump can only be in there for four years. Where does that get us?" I said, "What are, what are you talking about?" First thing you got to do is put a tourniquet on the nation and stop the bleeding because we are bleeding. Susan Rice is leading us right into the you know what. Hi, you're in the air. Yeah, Glenn. Um, oh, turn your radio down. Yeah, okay. yeah I got her. Um, I think this country's in trouble right now. Oh, you and I have said that all the time. It is in trouble. Um, I think the monsters have been let loose in this country, the monsters have been coming in for 20 years. And have been hiding all over this country. And they're in every part of our life. Teachers, professors, all them. Teaching our kids to hate. Parents who hate have been going on for years. The kids pick up on that, are taught, taught hate. Doesn't matter if you're black or white or red or blue, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think the monsters have been let loose in this country. They've been waiting a long time. This is their time. And there's going to be 
if it goes beyond, there's going to be a civil war. Because people like us, we're not going to put up with it. If they start destroying this country, the people are going to step up. And they're going to come forward and destroy them. Hmm. We are in, right now, this country, in, in, in time since World War II, I'm not saying we're going to have a nuclear war. I mean, it could happen. But I'm not pushing that. But I'm saying this country could erupt in fire. Hmm. And I'll tell you, you better protect yourself. Hmm. Because it's not going to do any good like the Jewish people did in World War II and didn't defend themselves. Right. And they all got murdered. Right. And it's happening again. Mm-hmm. The Jewish people have to stand up for themselves. Their leaders. It cannot happen again mm-hmm. what happened during World War II. Mm-hmm. They went to their deaths like sheep. Mm-hmm. When you have 100,000 people at a camp and they don't make a rush to the guards, right. they know they're all. They knew they were all going to die. That was awful. That Why was... not die fighting? Right, I agree. And this is going to happen in this country. And you better have some ways to protect yourself when it does come. Hmm. And I really believe that we're in trouble right now, Glenn. No, I, 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 unfortunately, I agree with you. There's no question. But thank all right, Glenn. You, thank you. So, what do we do? What do we? You know, we. Uh, you know. Get a lot of MREs and put them in our basement. You know, go to Sam's Club and buy like three thousand dollars worth of bread and crackers. What do we do? You go out and get a, a, a you know a gun permit that's going to take you six months for for some clerk to, to to make sure that you don't have a mental illness like that idiot over there in 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 Maine. Whenever I bring that up, people say, "Oh, Glenn, you don't need to do that. Just go to uh, you know go to Runnings or go to you know go to Dick's." Go and get a shotgun. And I'm thinking, like, wait a minute. And, you know, and this is when reality actually, you know, gets into my brain. When Glenn, I, I'm my, referring to myself, I, I held a gun when I was a kid, and my father knew it that I would find his gun all the time in the closet when we walked into the house in Woody even Queens. If he ever knew that, but that was that was the extent that I've ever had with a gun. And a couple of years ago, a good friend of mine allowed me to shoot a couple of his guns, and I said, well, okay, this is great, but I'm not a gun guy. And then I'm thinking, too, well, maybe I need one. So, but you know what? You got to go that whole rigmarole process of the, you know, you got to go to the uh, the sheriff's department and you got to make sure you do a background check, blah, blah, blah. Where are you going to put the gun? What kind of gun are you going to have? I'm thinking, I'm not going to do this. I couldn't even work my Walkman back in the 80s. You think I'm going to work walk around with a loaded pistol? It's, I'm just, I'm just dangerous. I'm dangerous to myself and others. But then I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What about that moment when you just and someone's barging into the house or they're, or they're stepping on top of your car and you say, geez, this would have been a nice time to have that gun. Yeah, it would have been illegal in the state of New York for that matter of the city, but I would be really handy right now. So these are the things that go through my mind. And at the same time, I realize, hey, anyone can go out and get a shotgun. It's really easy to do. This whole thing about, well, you got to, you know, to get a permit for a handgun, that's a different story. You want to get a shotgun? Go to Dick's. You can get one right now. It's kind of scary. Let's go to the phones. Hi, you're in the air. Hi, uh, Glenn. This is your uh, non-lawyer friend. Yes. I only have one question. I have a lot of, you've had a very lively shows the last few days, and they're very good, and your content today was really stimulating. 
but I just want to ask you one question. Yeah. If you'll ask Mr. Levin. Yeah. Um, with knowing that the charter, the Hamas charter, states that we'll kill Jews and all infidels. Yeah. When that we rescind it. But um, how are you supposed to have peace with that? Right. And what would his be solution with that in mind that they're, they're always going to be trying to kill you? Yeah, that's a good point. And, and can I add one thing to that? And then I got to go because we're getting down sure. to the nitty gritty. Um, and we've said this before. We got to kill ISIS. We got to kill Al Qaeda. We got to get rid of Taliban. But they're just replaceable parts. You're not right. born Hamas. You're born a Muslim with hate, and you become Hamas. So there's no way of eliminating terrorism either by well, you know. I think- you made a good point about in the 30s about Warsaw, Poland. Yeah. I'm a Polish heritage, and I understand this. And uh, uh, it, 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 like you said, it will just blow over. Like, I know that he would say that, but ask him specifically. Right. Not, not just some throwaway uh, gimmick or something. No, no, I know, but i got to go right now. But just bear in mind, you know, uh, you know, not resisting. I mean, I know there was a resistance, and I know a lot of that happened in France and other areas. It was documented, all that stuff. But at the same time, they, they just didn't take it seriously, and we all have to take it seriously now. This isn't Warsaw. This is happening in Europe, by the way. But the fact that it's happening here and the fact that it's happening in New York City is just mind-boggling. It really boggles the mind. But i got to go. But th- yeah. Yeah. you got a good handle on it. Keep up the good work. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Last call of the day. Hey, Glenn. What's happening? Hey, there are alternatives to firearms, and there's air guns today that are very powerful. Really? And, and you don't need a, a, any background check or anything like that. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Let me set up a scenario. A guy's banging on my door, on my car window, and he's got a gun pointing at me or something or other, and there's a gang of people out there, and the window is up. Can I shoot him and, and take care of him with an air gun? Absolutely. Yeah, they shoot 4,500 PSI and uh, up to, like, 45 caliber but yeah. So what's cool. the difference between that and a regular gun? It sounds like it's shooting out air. No, it, it has a lead projectile. Okay. And uh, That's the biggest a gun. one I have is seventy-two caliber, and I shoot at a watermelon. It turns it into paint. Really? Yeah. Where do you buy these? Uh, just online. Uh, I buy a lot of stuff out of Arizona and, and uh, you know Utah air guns. Right. Right. But you got to look into them. But they have everything from one seventy-seven caliber mm-hmm. to uh, seventy-two caliber. Awesome. I mean, I shouldn't say awesome, because I don't even know what you're talking about. But I'll take your word well, for it. They're yeah. semi-automatics, and yeah. uh, they're fully automatic, and uh, they're single shots, but they're very, very lethal. Wow. And oh. you can have a felony and uh, no background check or nothing and still own this wow. uh, gun. Hmm. Wow. Wow, that's, that's, that's unsettling. You have to have a compressor to pump it up, and it goes up to 45. Okay, I remember that. Yeah, I got to go, but thank you, my friend. Thanks for the advice. Well, this was a heck of a week, by the way. And we'll do it on Monday. Have a great weekend. AM 1240 WE10 Watertown makes us legal. Of course, up next, CBS News. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Peter King. Israel says it's increasing its ground activity in Gaza, and shortly 